Well, it's a wonderful day that I can join you today for worship here at UECP. You know, it's actually been uh, one year since the last time I was here when we were talking about missions as well. And uh, today is the culminating message of your month-long celebration of missions here at UECP. And that is to fulfill the Great Commission in our time, Christ's power, program, and promise, all authority, all nations, always with us. And today we're going to look at uh, Christ's commission to encourage us to pray, give, go, and disciple because we have a vision for the world. You have a vision for the world. You know, we have a mission for the world that has been stated in the Bible, in the entire Bible, and you can't miss it. It's always been there. But before we proceed, why don't you join me in prayer? Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we can study your word again. Uh, enliven our hearts today, Father, to proceed into the work of mission, whether to pray for people, whether to give, to go, or disciple. Allow us to be part of this wonderful world endeavor that you have given to us. This we ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. So as I have said, it's already in the Bible and we just can't miss it. Let's begin with Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. And the Lord said to Abraham, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. And I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. And here's the Abrahamic covenant in verse 3. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever uh, curses you, I will curse, and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. All the people on earth will be blessed through you. You know, the, the, the call of Abraham is the classic missionary call, to leave and go. And that's why we are here. Leave your own country, go to an unknown place, an unknown land, an unknown people, unfamiliar strangers, leave your own father's household and go to live in uncomfortable tents that you're not used to. And then many blessings will be given to all, not only to you, but to the nations. And that's just in, in Genesis with Abraham. But then there's also the Mosaic Covenant given in Sinai in Exodus chapter 19, verses 3 to 6. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called uh, to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the uh, house of Jacob, and tell the sons of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Verse 5, Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And these are words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. So this is a call to the nation of Israel. And we have been engrafted into that life of Israel. And we too are called. We are going to become the holy priesthood that God intended to use eventually to show who Jesus Christ is. 
And that's why Jesus, in Matthew 28, 16, verse 20, that you have studied extensively this whole month, says, All authority has been given to me in heaven on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and lo, I will always be with you even to the end of the age. Wow. That great encompassing all, that word all, pass in, uh, in the Greek, all authority, all nations, all of the triune God, the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all obedience, all the time, and all the way, all to the end of the age. Wow. And it's actually telling us, all Christians, in our life, we need to relate to this point in our life. As a matter of fact, it was again reiterated by Jesus as Luke picked it up before Jesus ascended to heaven in Luke 24, verses 45 to 53. But let me just zero in on verse 47. That the repentance for forgiveness of the sins would be proclaimed in His name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem, and you are witnesses to these things. And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father. Who is the promise of the Father? The Holy Spirit. That means to equip us all. And from then on, it moves forward. So what is the mission's message? The mission's message is the gospel of Jesus Christ and the person of Jesus Christ. The mission mandate is to reach all peoples of the earth beginning at Jerusalem at that time. As far as the church is concerned, but as far as God is concerned, from Abraham's time, it was already to reach the nations. The mission's method is the witness of the believer. We are the messengers of that message. The word in our words and in the way that we live our life. And of course, the mission's means. How are we going to do that? Through the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that Later on, John's vision in Revelation 5.9 and in Revelation 7.9 will be fulfilled. There before me was a great multitude that no one could count of every nation, tribe, people, and language. You see, our God is a multicultural God. He revels in the fact that all the nations of the world will honor Him and worship Him. And that's why we are here today. We have been made for a global vision, a vision for the world. So here's the lesson for today. All of us who believe in Jesus have been called to a global vision to reach the nations. That's all of us. All of us have been called. Those that profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we have a part in this global enterprise of reaching the world. Now, just to wrap everything up today, all your focus on uh, Matthew 28, I'd like to go to the Psalms. And here in Psalm 96, we look at this word, the answer that God has made for all of us for that global purpose, God has made for something very, very large. And you know what He wants us to do? to sing to the nations. He wants us to sing to the nations. And uh, think about it. 
Think about it. Look at your life and consider your life. When your sorrow is taken away, when your sins are forgiven, when your spirit has been lifted up, when your anger has abated, and you are full of blessing because of the life Jesus Christ has given you, your purpose in living becomes very clear before you. There is no other greater response than to bless the Lord with overflowing praise and gratitude. And we can surely do it in singing, honoring Him. But you know, there's something missing. God does not show His way or reveal His glory or dis, uh, display His marvelous work for Him alone and for me alone or for any ethnic group alone. He did it with the view of all nations. All nations. Not political states, not geopolitical countries, but people groups. That's why in the Greek, the word for go therefore and make disciples of all nations is ethnos. And in the Old Testament, go and sing to the nations is goi. Goi. You know, it's like the Ilocano nation, the Kapampangan nation, the Tagalog nation, the Hokkien nation, the Mandarin nation, the peoples of the world. Because each people group is dear to our God. That's why His focus is on the nations. And if God's focus is on the nation, then we too need to have our focus on the nations. The first thing that he is telling us, there are three things that God wants to um, tell us in the psalm. Declare to the nations God's glory. That's the first one. Declare to them the truth of God's glory and the work and His salvation. Look at verse 2 and 3. Sing to the Lord, bless His name, tell of His salvation day after day, day to day. We need to talk about the salvation. Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous works among all peoples. I'll ask you, you've experienced a beautiful um, redemption in your own life. You have experienced the many blessings God has given you. Uh, the difficult situations where God has raised you. Shouldn't you be singing to the nations about the goodness of the Lord? That's why do this among the nations. So remember, in the Old Testament, in Hebrew, nations is go ye. Go ye. So it's actually like the Matthew, in, uh, as Matthew 28 is rendered, go ye into all the world and make disciples. That's exactly what it is. The nations. Go among the nations and leave none out. Do not exempt anyone. In verse 10, it sums up the declaration of this message of the kingship of God. Say among the nations, our Lord reigns. Our Lord reigns. So even, even through this pandemic, the Lord reigns. We should not be scared because the Lord reigns. The Lord knows what's going on. Show it in your prayers. Pray for the nations. That's the first thing we're being asked. Pray for the nations. So you see, praying is also singing. It is another form of, of, uh, of singing, this, this praying. So we can 
sing psalms. And as we sing songs, we're actually praying to the Lord. Pray for the nations. Pray that the nations would praise God. Because as God is praised, He draws people to Himself. Show this in your words, but more so show it in your life. Is your life singing today to the nations? Can people hear the tune in your life? When you, when you walk through this difficult time of the pandemic, can they still see the difference of the Christian life under this pressure? Sing your life. Show this in your personal testimony and not just leaving the job to the church. You know, many of us think that the work of evangelism is the work of the institutional church. Well, my friend, the job of evangelization and of declaring and of singing is the work of the church. Who's the church? We are the church. Those that believe in Jesus Christ, we are the church, not the institutional church, not just UECP as a body, but the people of UECP. All of us need to be there. All of us who believe in Jesus have been called to a global vision to reach the nations. Secondly, not only do we declare the nations God's glory, but we also declare or direct the nations to join in God's work. We call people to God's work, in a sense, to go and give. You know, uh, the calling the nations to join the people and ascribing to God the singing of the praises is found in verse 7. Look at verse 7. Ascribe to the Lord, O family of people, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. That's why it connects with verse 1. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. That's where we are. Don't just uh, tell the earth the fact about the greatness and the glory of God. Of course, that's the first thing. But also tell them, come on, join. Let's praise Him together. Let's praise Him together and call for their salvation. That they will know. That they will give their lives to Jesus Christ because of what they see in you and how you live your life. All the nations must bow before our one true God. In, in, uh, during the time of uh, the Israelites, it is to the God of Israel, to the, guy, the, to the God of Isaac and Jacob. And that's who we are espousing. That's Jesus Christ today in our time. We know that our Father has endorsed His Son, Jesus Christ, as the Messiah. It says in verse 4, For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the people are idols. But the Lord made the heaven and the earth. Splendor and majesty are before Him. Strength and beauty are in His sanctuary. Could you imagine that? This is the description of the God that we worship. Why will we not tell people about that? He is a powerful God. And we have seen that in our own personal life and in the life of the church, and how He has from time and time again, the fact that we sin all the time, that the fact that we frustrate God all the time, He still loves His people and gently brings uh, us back to Him. Direct people to join themselves, in a sense, to go, to go to their neighbors, to go to the fields. So if there's anyone among you being touched by God now and says, Lord, I'm here. I will go. Why don't you? The Lord will equip you as He has promised. 
Direct them to join in supporting the cause of the gospel. If you can't go, then give. Give not only of your life, but give of your resources. Financially support the efforts of missionaries and missions organizations. And you know, just a personal note from me. Uh, in my work in FEBC, I go and visit many churches uh, around the Philippines and every now and then in different parts of the world. And if there's one thing that I have noticed, no matter how small or big the church is, when there is an effort for global missions, the church is never in want. I don't know. I've seen small churches, and I ask the, the members and the pastors, why is your church small? So that we can give more to missions. And you know what? They've got a big bulletin board where they have missionaries all over the world. And you know, it is a vibrant church, a vibrant church that looks at the world. They go and they give and direct them to join in consistent prayer for missions all over the world. All of us are part of this work. No one is exempted. It's not just the pastors. It's not just the missionaries that we send out. All of us who sit in our homes right now, or if we were together, those that will be sitting on the pew. All of us who profess Jesus Christ are called to be part of this work. So direct them. Direct the nations to join God's work. All of us who believe in Jesus have been called to a global vision to reach the nations. Thirdly, divert. Divert the nations from God's judgment. This is where discipleship comes. This is where discipleship comes. Thirdly, do not just declare the glory of God to them. Do not just direct them to join and ascribing glory to Him, but also educate them, disciple them, divert them from depending on false gods, from looking at their own selves, because there is judgment to those who will not obey. Matthew 28 tells us, and teach them to obey. And as we teach them, we too as teachers need to be obedient. And so verse 5, it says, All the gods of the people are worthless idols, but the Lord has made the heavens. Verse 10, Yes, the world is established. It, has never, it, it, it shall never be moved. He will judge the people with equity. And then verse 13, He comes, for He comes to judge the earth, and He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in His faithfulness. So yes, there will be a time of reckoning when God Himself in Jesus Christ will come and make a judgment. And we need to tell people about that. Let's honor God so that we will avoid that judgment in the future. A judgment that will deem us sinful. And that's why we need the redemption of Jesus Christ who died on the cross, rose again on the third day, and that we might have life abundant in Him. And He's asking us, to join Him. Come to me, all you who are uh, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's what our message should be. He will come, he, will he is just, He is righteous and equitable, but He will judge the earth and its peoples. And His judgment is final. It cannot be moved. So the time to work on it is right now, while we are here. 
Now, we know that the world is going crazy lately, not only because of the pandemic, but also with the issues of, uh, of uh, uh, world peace. You know, there's a lot of uh, unrest right now going in the world. And it's like, well, we know that the Lord is going to come very soon. So while He is not yet here, our work is not to get worried. Our work is to sing to the nations, to talk about this wonderful God and this, His wonderful Son in Jesus Christ who is ably supported by the Holy Spirit. All the three, the three persons of one God working together for the people's salvation. Because there will come a time as in Matthew chapter 13, that there will be the wheats and the tares, and the Lord will make that judgment, and the tares will go into the fire, while the wheat will go into the barn. Today is when discipling happens. Discipling entails teaching, teaching them to obey. And that's why even as we continue, we are reminded by Matthew 28 verse 20, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. In other words, the psalmist is saying, sing to the Lord all the earth. Declare. Declare His marvelous works among all peoples. He is to be feared among all gods. Tremble before Him all the earth. And all the people and all the gods of the people are idols. Therefore, we need to start diverting them so that they may find salvation in Jesus Christ. The message is is for all people, all peoples. Do not leave any person out, not your neighbor, not your friend. Any nation, any people, any family, all must be turned to the true and living God and abandon all other gods. Now, when we say other gods, we're not just talking about porcelain idols that people bow down in front of them. There are many idols that we have. Sometimes, you know what's the biggest idol that we have? Ourselves. Ourselves. Stop looking into yourself and look to Jesus. That's the message that we should be giving. Do not let any unloving trend of multiculturalism that we can't talk. No, God is a multicultural God. That's the wonderful thing about Him. He wants all to be part of that. So when people say, you know, you can't talk to me because I am this kind of a person. No, we just need to know how to talk to them. Because, you know, Jesus was a wonderful communicator. He communicated to the Pharisees. He communicated to the tax collectors. He communicated to the woman at the well. He communicated to the people at the wedding. He knew how to approach each person. And we too need to come to that understanding. Now, I'd like you to listen to this and see where the message is coming from. It doesn't come from Psalm 96, but look at where it's going to lead us to. It says, I will praise you among the Gentiles, the nations, and sing your name. And again, it is said, rejoice, O Gentiles, the nations, with His people. And again, praise the Lord, O you Gentiles, the nations, and let all the people extol Him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will come, that's Jesus Christ, even He who arised the rule, uh, arises to, the rule the Gentile, to rule the Gentiles, in Him will the Gentiles hope. You know, 
That didn't come from the Psalms. It sounds like the Psalms. But it actually comes from Romans chapter 15, verses 9 to 12. Paul is actually quoting the Psalms. In a sense, Paul is actually telling us, I tell you that Christ became a servant uh, to the circumcision of the Jews to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles, the nations, might glorify God for His mercy as it is written. So even Paul himself understood the fact that call, that commission, that Christ's commission was already there even in the Psalms. So we all know this. We are made to sing for God's glory. How should you feel about the emphasis of the nations? In the New Testament, in the Old Testament it is there. God is calling us to sing for the purpose of feeling excited to go as missionaries or to send missionaries all of us who believe in that one true God, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, revealed in Jesus Christ, we are all called. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless His name. Proclaim good tidings of His salvation from day to day. Tell of His glory among the nations, His wonderful deeds among all peoples. Ascribe to the Lord, O family of peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. Worship the Lord in holy attire. Tremble before Him, all the earth. That's our song. That's our song of mission for people to know. You know, that's why I love that uh, praise and worship song by Matt Redman called 10,000 Reasons. You see, that's actually a superlative. It's not just 10,000 reasons. There are more than 10,000 reasons to praise God and to present God to a dying world. He is the one who created all of us and He is the one who redeems us in Jesus Christ. And He is the same God who will come again and restore this world to how He originally created it. I'd like to end with these words from John Piper, and he puts it beautifully. You were made for this. I mean all of you who say from the heart, Jesus is Lord. When you confess Jesus as the Lord of the universe, you sign up for significance beyond your dreams. I mean businessmen, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace nations for which He died and which He will rule. Your heart was made for this. And there will always be a serious or mild sickness in your soul until you embrace this global calling. Proclaim good tidings of salvation from day to day. Tell of His glory among the nations, His wonderful deeds among all peoples. All of us who believe in Jesus have been called to a global vision to reach the nations. This should be your personal vision for the world. This is Christ's commission. Pray, give, go and make 
disciples. Let's bow down in prayer. Our Father, we thank You, Lord, for this time of worship, for this time of learning. Father, we thank You for telling us once again that Your call to reach the nations have been there from the very beginning, from Genesis all the way to Matthew 28 as Your Son made it clear for all of us. It has been there from the very beginning. Father, if there is anyone today that You are calling, stir their hearts. Stir their hearts to go and be sent. Stir their hearts to give, to support someone, to support the efforts of missions. Stir their hearts for themselves to make disciples of those people that You have given to them. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you all.